Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Tommy boy? I'm fantastic. Yourself? Uh, I am peachy. It's hard not to wake up on a Sunday and not feeling good, feeling groovy. And I've been up since about 4.30 in the morning. No, thank you. Hey, <laughs> real fast, I want to answer Tyler's uh, question or uh, thing real quick. He says, I love that sign. I want one. You know what? You can get one that says Ty B TV made just for you if you go to Grunt Works Custom Woods. Absolutely. That's a nice little that was a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Right on. So we're going to have a good one today. We got a lot to talk about. We do. Uh, Dwayne nails it right out. I mean, you got Felix News. I'm wearing my McLaren hat. You got a heck of a race in IMSA. And I hate to say it, but Dwayne's guy, Alexander Rossi, it's like the season, the 2020s, grabbing Rossi, man, and just tossing him around. It's been a wild ride for Alexander Rossi, and, and we'll, I'm, I'm we'll talk about that. I'm not going to say because I like Dwayne. Well, we'll talk about that in IMSA when we talk about that race yesterday, because that, you talk about entertaining. My goodness. You got some sweet dirt action that we saw from, uh, it was Pennsylvania there yesterday. Yep. That's what you were you were pointing at there. My you got you got that, and then you're you're repping somebody else yep. under there, dirt wise. Yep. I would have had my shirt on, but it's a little chilly down here. I got the windows open. It's fall. Yeah, Brooks. This this is the, you ought to see the back of it. It's even better. Hold on. <laughs> you don't need to take the the hat off. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm getting a tan here, guys. <laughs> Look at that. Caleb Ramsey's on here. We got a special guest in Caleb Ramsey. Today as well as he is the champion, my, my friend. Friends. Absolutely, he took Good it. Good job, buddy. We got loads to talk about today. I was thinking the same thing, what? Dwayne. Seeing uh, Rossi in Penske gear, he says, is like seeing your your wife go after your best friend. There, <laughs> I, I can completely understand. That is pretty sharp. I like that. Yeah. Kind of the black on dark gray. Yeah, they call it the blackout. Nice. I like it. I like it. Then he's got he's repping the Hayden Cardwell. You're gonna get chilly. No, nah, I'll be fine. <clears throat> repping the Hayden Cardwell there. <laughs> he said screen glare. <laughs> yeah, our boy Hayden now too. Absolutely. I got that repping not on me today, but the back looks pretty good on this shirt too. They're sharp. They're yeah. sharp. So if you want one, hit Hayden Cardwell up. He's got him, man. Absolutely. So Let's get right into it. Let's talk let's about. Do that. Let's where, talk where about. Start at Imps's heart. We, let's start right there. Let's, let's go. Yeah. What a finish in the DPI category. The so, Petit Lamar at Road Atlanta. You get Rossi going out there, and he just drives the wheels off of that Penske machine. And again, that just sounds so weird to say, the Penske machine. Um, but uh, uh, he just drives it just crazy. Just drives a fantastic stint in there gives him the lead as he takes over or as he gets into the pits there they end up fighting hard it was uh penske and then uh taylor uh or it was ricky taylor he was uh running for uh he doesn't run for taylor he runs for penske doesn't he no not, no 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 he runs for um um i'm drawing uh wayne no not wayne taylor goodness gracious yeah the 31 he was in that 31 machine the Wayland car yeah so with the uh, barboza right uh it starts with a d oh uh pippo pippo durani yeah pippo durani and uh I, I mean my goodness man they go into a corner 
and, and it's tight. They've been fighting it out all day long. He says, take it off, take it off. Yeah, buddy, you <laughs> like that. I know you did. They've been fighting for the past, like, hour. I mean, these guys Morning, are going Jared. at it, going at it. And finally, uh, Taylor goes in to make the move and ends up getting to the inside of Durrani there and takes them both out. And you see Alexander's face just in complete shock and come in the Cadillac of Wayne Taylor and they ended up taking that. So they get a 24-hour victory here and now they take the uh, Petit Le Mans. So who's, who else is on that team? Uh, Scott trying, Dixon. Yes, yes, <laughs> so yes, yes. what a great way to roll in to your, your season finale going for a title there. So I think that just helps him out. But we'll talk about that in the IndyCar. And speaking of Wayne Taylor Racing, we were discussing this before the show. Uh, this is the last year that Wayne Taylor is going to be running Cadillacs. Yeah, this uh, blew Penske, my mind. I didn't... Penske will not be in um, IMSA. So Acura has chosen two teams to um, – fly the Acura banner one of those is going to be uh wayne taylor racing the other one's going to be meyer shank racing but with the wayne taylor racing that ends a 25 year stint with gm that wayne taylor has ran gm products for 25 years that's pretty loyal to one company and they said when they were talking to him in the pits he was getting kind of teared up and uh, emotional you know he's been with chevy and gm and cadillac for 25 years and now he's switching to acura but that that has to tell you they they see something in the Acura or, or something they they think Acura is the way to go to to leave a twenty five year relationship like that to go with Acura that that speaks you know volume right there and I think uh, Wayne Taylor is always good in the DPI class and I think now that you get him in that Acura the the dominance in the Acura is going to continue because the Acura beginning of the season the Acura I didn't think was that great but. As the season went on, <clears throat> the Acura got stronger and stronger and stronger, and yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with you. And if they, which I, I really feel strong about that team, because it's not just the drivers on there, it's it's the crew as well. So yes. they're going to take that power and, and I think really run with it. And they have, I think, a better set of drivers when you look at the overall uh, um in the, in the car compared to Penske with Elio or, or Juan Pablo like they had. And, I mean, as we know, that team's pretty – I mean, they're not going to be around, and I don't expect either Elio nor do I expect uh, Juan Pablo to stay in the sport there. So uh, I, I don't think Elio is, but I, I could see Juan Pablo possibly, you know, going over to – Wayne Taylor Racing, like staying there to give him that Acura kind of that mm -hmm. helped uh, to maybe boost it. I get maybe I mean you you got a point there. I could see something like that. So uh, that's a, a, a pretty good possibility there. Yeah, and um, you know with the Meyer Shank team, AJ Allmendinger is going to be one of the drivers for uh, Meyer Shank. So you know all, the Dinger is stepping into a pretty good situation. You know you're getting the Acura you're, the Acura power, and uh, you know Meyer Shanks. A pretty pretty strong team in IMSA, so look out for the dinger next year. So Briscoe is going for a title here in <laughs> the IMSA here next week. Or they, I guess they have two races to go. They have the uh, uh, Laguna Seca, mm -hmm. and then they have the the uh, rescheduled Sebring. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how this comes down. 
And, and here's my question, and, and we'll use this to slide on into first base here with IndyCar. Okay. But do we see Chase Briscoe? I mean, I, I know his success in Xfinity. Do we see him possibly kind of transfer? No, this is Ryan Briscoe. My bad. I thought that was Chase no, this Briscoe. Is Ryan okay, okay. Briscoe that used to run for Gone. And Never mind. <laughs> okay, we don't make him a uh, comeback. There is he related? To, uh, is that his? I don't think they're related any at all. Because uh, if I remember right, Ryan Briscoe is from um, Australia or New Zealand. Okay, or something okay, like that. that's I could, my bad. I could then. be wrong. But I I think he's from across the pond somewhere. I saw Briscoe, and honestly, I did I didn't even think Ryan Briscoe back then. But yeah. so they had a, a Bathurst there as well, and a, a quick comment from McLaughlin is he is I guess he has signed a contract to race next year, but in that contract it states if he wants to go to IndyCar, if he gets that that ride, he can. Just rip that contract up. So I think we're going to see him. Is it a full-time ride? No, I don't think so. But what I do think is we see uh, McLaughlin maybe take over for some uh, road courses, and then that kind of gives him that uh, that run into uh, a full-time ride there. Because Power is going to be out here soon, or Paginal. I mean, one of those two at Penske – I mean, I, I don't see power sticking around much longer in the sport, honestly. Right. I I definitely think, you know, you you need to look at McLaughlin or McLaughlin or McLaughlin, however you say it. McLaughlin. <laughs> and, and possibly put him in a full-time ride. I mean, the, the, the kid's shown he's fast and he can drive. So you, you need to start working on the future of your team because, like you said, Power's probably not going to be around maybe another season or two, maybe. Um, I don't know what's up with Padge. Um, and then New Garden, you'll be there for a yeah, bit. Yeah, New, Garden <laughs> New, New Garden's not going anywhere. <laughs> not for but, a little bit. But the other two are questionable, and, you know, with, with it being Penske, he can afford to fund a four-car team. Right. I mean, now that you're you're stepping out of IMSA, you're not spending any money over there. So the money you're saving by not running IMSA, you could run a fourth car in Indy. Right. Absolutely. So I mean, there's there's several ways he could go there. Uh, my my honest opinion is get him in the car and get him running next season. Yep. So let's talk the most shocking deal. I mean, we 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 talked about it last week. We kind of I, I assume Oliver was out. I mean, we we did discuss that. We kind of saw that coming. And Oliver asked you, probably not going to step back in with McLaren. I was expecting Elio to make the confirmation that he was going to take the ride. And out of left, not even left field, out of uh, just... Space. Yeah. Comes the deal of the century. And Felix Rosenquist says goodbye to Ganassi and hello to Sam Peterson, Schmidt, McLaren. Well, I I never thought that Elio was going to go there anyways. I think he still is. I don't... I think they're going to do a three-car team. I don't think Alio's the answer. Alio's not the Alio of old. He don't he don't have it anymore. Alio needs a stick in IMSA. And I'm not bad-mouthing him or IMSA, you know, by saying that. <laughs> but at this point in his career, those cars and 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 his driving, they they work good together. You know, and and maybe that's just cuz his reflexes are slowing down and with the IMSA car, you, you don't have to catch it as fast as you do an Indy car. Um, but going back to the, the Felix deal, I, I think it's a good deal. I mean, because 
Pato has definitely been fast this year. Pato right. has definitely, you know, had legitimate shots at possibly a win a few times. Um, I, I think Felix is going to go into a situation that really suits him and, and, you know, can carry him far into the future and possibly, you know, his first championship and more race wins. Yes, he did get his first win this year with Ganassi. But there's something there that either he's not happy or or he's not he doesn't feel like he's meshing there or, or something because why would you leave Ganassi to go to McLaren? Maybe maybe you see that, you know, McLaren's gonna be that team that's gonna be you know, we always talk about the big three, Ganassi, Andretti, and Penske. Hey, McLaren's here to play now too. So McLaren don't play no. <laughs> McLaren so, don't play that. So you you look down the line though, and and here's my question to first of all, I gotta gotta recognize Tyler on that. He says the last ride I had cost fifty cents. This is outside the save Hey, I saw you towing somebody on the track. You were out there. You were on the track. See, you did it wrong though, Tyler. You wait till somebody's taking their cart back. That hey, are you done with that? Mind if I get that one? <laughs> so, um, uh, no, Felix. So. I, I think Jason will get to that. My my uh, idea, if you will, is going to be that Felix, it, when we talked to him, we asked him F one. You know what's what's up with that? He didn't want to go there unless he was going to be for a team that was really competing. Well, he, he signs on for next year here with McLaren, and then the year after that, F one has regulations. And they're building to be a strong team here. So I think McLaren knows Lando might not be there long. Daniel Ricardo might not be there long. It, it could be a short-term deal with them. I think McLaren's being smart right now. They're building a bench. And I think Felix is, is first on that bench to get the phone call if something would happen. You just look at all of the... Uh, uh, the the outside or the the factors that that come into it. I mean, won a championship in Formula E. Uh, he's still uh, he's not young to to enter but into. But he's the not out of his prime. Exactly. So to, for for McLaren to be able to grab somebody like that, I think that works really well in their favor, and I think that this could be that move possibly for Felix into F one. You know, you, you, and going back to what you said about building a bench, you, you look at the, the drivers they have. I mean, you got Danny Rick, you got Lando Norris, you got Pato, and now you got Felix. You, you got four stud drivers. Right. Now, going back to the F1 deal, I I don't know if you see Felix, Felix get into F1. At, at this point in his career and his age, like you said, he's not old, but he's not young. He's not past his prime now. If, if they're going to do the F1 deal, they're going to have to do it within the next two years. And if it doesn't happen, then I don't see Felix going to F1. Now, you also have to look at this aspect from Felix's standpoint. You know, if he rides out in McLaren for the next five, six years and getting to the point where he doesn't want to do IndyCar, McLaren has other platforms of racing they're involved with where Ganassi, you got IndyCar and you got NASCAR. Because right, he doesn't have an IMSA car right. anymore. Uh, he, you know, so that's... And I don't see Felix going to NASCAR. No, not So, I mean, there, there's several ways that this story could play out. 
But I, I think it's a good situation for Felix. I really do. I'm I'm kind of excited to see Felix in that McLaren. I think it, yeah, like you said, I think it's going to be a good fit. I think it works well for him. He's got that teammate, but the and the only reason I think this is a solid idea is because if you look down the line, you see what's happened in the past with Pat O'Ward. I mean, you, that guy on your team, you you he was tried to to make that Red Bull run, and when he tried to make that that run at Red Bull, he couldn't get his super license to get there. Well, guess what? Felix has that availability with his Formula E title with all that. So, I mean, it adds up. He's had that that uh, lower level, that lower tier work, and, and he's ready to, to step right into the car. Well, you also got to look at it this way, too. Say say something happens next season to, to Lando or Danny Rick to where they can't drive. You know, they get in a wreck and something happens. Hey, Felix, we, we need you to come over here to Monaco this weekend and run the F1 car. You can car. step right into it. Exactly. Yes. And that's where, I, I mean, are they invested in IndyCar? Yeah. But at the end of the day, what makes them more money is overseas F1. and F1. Yeah. So if they need to pull him from an IndyCar seat, they'll pull an Indy, Indy Lights driver up. Or they'll, they'll put somebody in that seat. They'll they'll call an old driver back to do it. But, man, I... Hey, I, Hinch. <laughs> he'll be running for Andretti. I'm, He's going to... But right, exactly. Funny. Oh, that, yeah. I'm with you now. That, yeah, that would. I, I got you there. Yeah. He <laughs> took me a second. Took me a second. So yeah, but it's, I, I, I mean, like I said, the shocker of the season. But I think it works out. McLaren's really playing their cards right now. We we look into this. We'll talk real quick because we got a, a guest waiting. But where does that end up? Uh, putting Oliver Askew. I think he goes with uh, Timmy. I think Timmy's going to see Oliver Askew on his team, which I don't think is a bad fit. Maybe. <clears throat> or does um, does Ganassi call up Ferrucci, put Ferrucci in Felix's ride, and Oliver ends up in Ferrucci's old ride? Or does Ganassi just keep the three cars? Because you got Dixon. Obviously, he's not going anywhere. Marcus Erickson has proven himself that he can be a solid driver, and I think he's your number two. And then you got that third car, which the car is a full-time car, but the drivers will split the the duty between Jimmy Johnson and Tony Kanaan there, I think. So I, I think we could see Ganassi stick with that three-car strategy right now. And, possibly, and that gives possibly. the that gives a little more funding there to put Jimmy in the, the needs and, and everything like that. But I think let's talk about that real quick is – I think that's part of Felix's idea of, of walking away here is I don't want to be around Jimmy Johnson. I don't want to be – I'm trying to progress in my career. I don't want the focus taken away from what I have right now at Ganassi. I don't want to be part of the circus. Essentially. You could be going from one circus to another, but McLaren looks like I, it's – I don't, I don't think – I think McLaren's really um... – you know, after all their debacles with Fernando trying to run Indy and everything like that, I think when they come back, when they come to IndyCar this season, when they bought into the uh, Schmidt-Peterson uh, deal, I think they come in with guns a-blazing. They, they, you know, they were like, hey, we, we were a mockery coming in here with Fernando. We're, we're, we're going to do this right. And and they've shown that they're, they're dedicated to IndyCar. Like I said, Pato had some good runs. Even Oliver had a couple good runs. So, like I said, McLaren's, McLaren's that team that's going to be 
in oh, the discussion I, yeah. with the big three. Yeah, I I agree with you there, hundred percent. So I would it, almost say, from performance this year, I would put McLaren above Andretti this year. Oh, hundred percent, I would. Yeah, absolutely. So I th- I think that's going to be a huge factor going forward. But uh, we're not going to keep the champion waiting any longer. No, let's get him. He's got the he's got things to do. He's got the the tour. To get on with, you, you got the book signings and all that yeah, coming all your the, way. All the commercials and, you know, <laughs> the cameo appearances in some movies. Caleb Ramsey, you got a copy, sir? How's it going, buddy? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm about to get a little breakfast in. Has it has it set in yet that you're a champ? Uh, I don't think it's fully set in yet. Uh, it does feel good, though. Oh, I'm sure it does. <laughs> and, uh... This is your first season in karting, correct? Yep, first season. Uh, yep, that's impressive. Absolutely. So, I mean, what what got you? Did you just get a spur up there one day and just say, you know what, I, I'm good at this i racing thing. I think I'm going to go out there and, and try karting here. Well, we've had we've had karts, you know, here and there, but you know, just playing around. Uh, we went to a little indoor series last year, and we decided to give it a shot full time this year. Um, and just kind of got our ducks in a row a little bit and paid off. Absolutely. It's kind of that. Definitely paid off. And it's that good father-son story, too, because you went out there with your pops, right? Yeah, that's right. If it wasn't for him, man, none of this would be possible. I wouldn't be talking to you right now, that's for sure. See, and that means a lot to me because when I ran carts, it was me and my dad. Right. So, you know. And that's the same thing I'm doing now yep. at, at 31, almost 32 years old. Yep. So, I mean, it, it's so much fun to get out there and, and do that. So, why don't you tell all the, the viewers and everything, what were you, what what are you running here in the the cart? Uh, I was running a, a, like a box stock class, um, pretty much just fairly stock. I think we had like the biggest class pretty much most weekend, and we averaged about 13, 15 carts every weekend for that little track. Um, I ended up qualifying on the pole every week, so that was pretty cool. Um, ended up, I think, about three wins. Uh, the rest of my finishes were second. If I didn't run, it was just pretty much just second. I had like one DQ for a screen. We all know that little issue I had. <laughs> but, uh, we uh we got that squared away and, and uh showed them that a, a screen didn't really matter. So when you say the stock, it, it it's a Predator two twelve in there, right? Yeah, pretty much go Harbor Freight, take it out of the box. Um we had a fifty eight fifty RPM rule. Um can't turn no more than that and let it rip. And let it rip there. So you can add a little exhaust and do some some different things like that with it, correct? No man. We uh factory exhaust everything. That nice. was it. Okay, okay. Box stock. Yeah, well, okay, fair enough. <laughs> a box. Right. <laughs> and uh, and you're running Dirt Oval, correct? But, yep, Dirt Oval. So, Little baby, I track. I was going to say, I saw the video of this, and, I mean, if you know, you know great times. Yep. The slick track. I know yep. this means nothing to you, Caleb, but I'm trying to give a little. That's about how big. <laughs> yeah, it's a boring. It's <laughs> exactly. a boring. Exactly. So, I mean, you're talking 15 cars. Obviously, you're doing heat-style racing and stuff, but how many of these carts are going into the, the feature here? I mean, most classes average about about 10 carts on there, and it's about 20 laps. Just the one race qualifying and then the 20 laps. I mean that gets a little intense in coming uh, coming down the pipe. You're you're doing some lapping if you're in front. Yeah, it's pretty much um, all go all the time. All right, we got a couple. 
Tyler, you don't know what Harbor Freight is? Harbor Freight's like a tool supply store, and they sell compressors, engines. They sell a little bit of everything, really. Just don't buy their uh, – you don't have any uh, uh, jack stands, do you, Caleb? No, I try to stay clear of those. <laughs> I heard the stories. <laughs> and Jarrett said, how much does it take for a box stock cart? Are you, Jarrett, are you talking about like cost-wise? Yeah, what, you, what does it take to, to get if So if people were wanting to get into this, is this a good entry-level deal for people to, to hop into? Yeah, that's generally um, really if you want to start out, that's where to go. Uh, it's more like economically friendly, you know. Um, and that's what we were kind of going for, trying it out this first season. We didn't want to go head first and, you know, go too deep. So that's, you know, that's a good starting place for anybody that's kind of wanting to try it out anyway. You can, I mean, you can pretty, you can pick up one. For around a, a decent one for around twelve hundred bucks, I'd say. Not bad. Uh, now, is there is it open tire rule, or do you have to run a spec tire? It really just depends on the track, I would say. Um, we run the yellow Vega tires ourselves. And is that what you had to run? Yeah. Okay, because I know when you get into to, I always ran asphalt carts, but I know when you get into the dirt side of things, like we've talked before, guys will show up with boxes and boxes of tires. And out there, you know, cutting grooves in them and siping them. And, I mean, <laughs> they're they're doing work on tires. Oh, yeah. We were looking at a tire rack that holds 15 sets. And we were just trying to figure out who in the hell has enough tires racing for 15 <laughs> sets. And we only have two. Oh, you go, to, you go to a national championship dirt oval race, you'll see plenty of guys that can have 15 sets and more. So Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm on that level just yet. I mean, I, I know the 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 motors are are cheap for that then, but how much is a uh, can can somebody typically get like a rolling chassis for in something like that? Do you know roughly? I would say if you want a good like adjustable to be competitive in that sense, I mean, you're looking around like eight to eleven hundred maybe. That's not too bad. No, I mean that's that that is about is is really as cheap as you can. get. That's cheaper than what I got on the two hundred six side. Yeah, because so, uh, you figure uh, a decent used asphalt cart, we'll say a like a Tony cart for instance, um, you're gonna spend probably if you want one a year or two old, probably around fifteen hundred to two grand. Right. Now, if you got one five years, six years old, you can probably get one for about a thousand. Right. So your dad, the best your, way your the best way to find it. anything is just go to the track and talk to people, and that's pretty much where you're gonna find stuff. Usually, everybody's pretty open to helping out. I'm with yeah, absolutely. That's kind of what we figured out here uh, this year because I did a little asphalt karting, and and that gets my question because I've seen you run asphalt, I've seen you run dirt um on on iRacing what got you uh running uh dirt carts over asphalt has it always been something you wanted to do in dirt or did, did you ever have any uh any plans to maybe give asphalt to try well growing up um we've really been around dirt more than asphalt we ran a little asphalt here and there but dirt's just been where it's at you know dirt's home so um that was just kind of where it was going you know i wouldn't mind doing uh doing some of the asphalt stuff like you guys were doing it looks a lot different. It'd be kind of cool to try one time, but like I said, dirt's just where it's at. That's that's where it's always going to be. You come up to Indy one weekend. I go home. You got yourself your seat. You bring it up. We'll strap it on the cart. You can take it out because you probably do better not good with it. So <laughs> you could. Well, we'll definitely we can arrange that for sure. Uh, to answer Jarrett's question on there, what do they do for you know bigger 
fellas for power weight and all that stuff. Usually the way it is, Jared, is uh you'll have a minimum weight. So I, I don't know what Caleb's minimum weight is. I know when I ran uh, Caleb's probably got weights across that probably. whole cart. <laughs> I know when I ran sit up sprint and Yamaha heavy, that was the class. We had to weigh uh three hundred and eighty five pounds. That's cart driver with helmet suit, just like you're on the track. Three hundred and eighty five pounds was the minimum weight you had to weigh. Right. So, Caleb, uh, I guess, is that kind of how it works there on the, the dirt side? So, you guys have a minimum you have to hit? Yeah, there's a minimum for each class. Uh, mine was 350. I think I averaged about 356 all season. And, yeah, you're, you're about right. I had a, There's a, quite a few weights around my cart. Uh, I, apparently, I don't weigh very, very much anymore. So, uh, yeah, the cart weighs uh, quite a bit now. From pictures I've seen of Caleb, just to give you guys a little perspective, he could use a bread tie as a belt, I think, right. <laughs> to get around. Right. So, <laughs> I'm not calling you, you, you tiny, like, muscular-wise, because it takes uh, some some muscle to whip that bad to boy around. around. You're, let's talk about your neck, especially, because I see you guys whipping those carts around, man, and you're all out the side of them. That, doesn't that take a little uh, wear on the neck, especially? Oh, yeah, those neck braces are definitely lifesavers. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. What kind of – do you have anything special? I just wear, like, uh, like the ATV one. You, you you see pretty much everybody, kind of the entry. Do you guys kind of wear a stockier one because of so much uh, force you're putting on, the, I guess, the you can be the, the left side of your neck? <laughs> yeah, they make some that are, like, a wedge type, yeah. and uh, I'm, I'm looking into getting one of those. I might get a new helmet for this season, too, you know. I always yeah, right. just ran the the Simpson one, which was, it's just a solid round. But it's donut. big. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> probably about yay thick. Right, exactly. That's a thick one. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so, that's what I have now. Just a little red one, Simpson. Mm -hmm. And then I mean, outside of that, for people interested, I mean, your your safety gear is pretty much the the minimum like I have to wear. I mean, because things don't have to be fireproof; they just have to be abrasion or abrasive proof. Correct. I don't know. We get a little, you know, backwards down here. They pretty much just say long shirt, neck brace, and helmet. Gloves are optional. Go for it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. I mean, I know around here That's you probably awesome. you got to wear jeans and, 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 you know, some type of jacket. But, hey, I'm with you there. You, 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 you go out there. You have fun. And those bodies, you're, it's not so much open wheel carting because you guys have a, uh, a full fender around the, the wheels and everything, correct? Oh, uh, yeah, the front, for the most part, is pretty much covered around the wheels. Um, the back, depending on, you know, how it is, I have what they call a shorty bumper. So my bumper stops between the back wheels. So on the left, I have what they call a hopper stopper. And that's just another bar to go there to extend over the uh, inside of the wheel, you know, so that, um, people don't hop up on top of you. Right. Pretty much. So the crew chief over here, he's saying, "Mom takes care of your safety measures. She's on top of that. She's proud of you there. So <laughs> that's awesome to hear. You got people all behind you here, not just your dad. That's awesome. Yeah, I got a lot of people behind me helping out. That's for sure. They couldn't do it without them. You know, and I know for me when I was carting, you know, uh, down at Whiteland, Saturday nights was you know where the family was. It would it was, you know, my dad, my sister, my mom, me. Uh, Jimmy Curry, his mom, his brother, his dad. I mean, it was a family affair. And that's, to me, that was always kind of not just the racing, but, you know, having family there. And it was just a good time. So you got any kid cards for the twins, Caleb? Well, they, uh, 
they like sitting on them. Well, one of them's pretty good about it. The other one was a little um, freaked out when we started it up. He wasn't too happy with it. <laughs> so we're getting there. We're warming them up. <laughs> right. No, exactly. Trust me. I know exactly where you're going. I was always nervous. People are like, are you going to get your uh, your daughter, your son into karting? I was like, well, first, they got to be able to drive the power wheel because my daughter just plowed it into the fence. And uh, I, I don't know if I can trust her with a go-kart that's got a little more speed on it. Yeah, it can take a little bit. I get nervous watching those other kids out there, so it'll definitely be different when my owner out there. So do you take them out to the track? Do they go to get to see Dad out in action? They've been out once, but they don't They don't really go a lot. Uh, it's a lot at the track, so it's Absolutely. hard to keep up with them two running around at the same time. Oh, yeah. Trust me, I again, I understand that full-heartedly. So I saw the uh, – they they, they got to be proud of you, though, because they were holding your, your big checks, your golf, your PGA-style checks there. That was a cool picture to see. Those are yeah, man, that's what it's about right there. That was uh, – that it makes it all worth it at the end right there. Absolutely there. So – you, you know what was even, even fun to see was we're we're going to put Richard on blast here because you you put you got uh, old pit crew uh, your, your crew chief in the the cart at one point too didn't you? Yeah, he gets out there most times with me. Um, yeah, he's been taking a little break, just doing a lot of the crew chiefing here lately. But it's nice being out there racing with him. I like it. Absolutely, it's tough. I can only imagine so, going out there. So speaking of you know, dad's getting in carts. I, I I got a great story, and you've met my dad. Oh yeah. So when I was racing in carts, uh, after season one year, I I bought a brand new cart, and we was gonna sell the old one. Dad goes, "No, we're gonna keep the old one." I was like, "Why? Why are we keeping the old one?" He goes, "I'm gonna I'm gonna race it." I'm like, okay. So I got my cart ready, got Dad's cart all ready. So you know, new season rolls around, we load them up, go down to Whiteland. Dad's ready to go out, gets all suited up and everything. I fire him up. He goes out there, and he's kind of putting around at first, kind of getting the feel for it and breaking the motor in. Well, then he starts turning the wick up, comes through there, and I think it was in uh, the hairpin because it was the old-style track at Whiteland. Comes in the hairpin, it bicycles up on him. He comes right in the pits. Hey, this is for sale. <laughs> he was done. <laughs> and he used to race carts back in the 60s, but, you know, the newer style, he's like, no, nah, I'm not, no, it's too fast for me. Right. So so where do you find your advantage when you guys are setting up the cart? Because uh, I know uh, here at Whiteland, we're able to, or they, they change the course. So it's not the same track each and every week. So how are you setting this cart up? Uh, I, I, or I should say once you get it set, do you kind of just let it be and, mm -hmm. and try not to? No. Or Dirt track's going to constantly change, dude. Week to week, that track's going to change. So how does that – how do you how do you work that through? Like he said, it changes every week. Uh, it really – towards the beginning of the season, uh, the track was really dusty. Um, you know, where it, it wouldn't hold – it's just completely dirt, so it wouldn't hold a lot of moisture. Um, so that was a little different than it was towards the end of the season, you know, where it was colder and it was holding a lot more moisture. Um, so it, what you did, you had to drive a little different. Um, pretty much my chassis was set up for the most part, pretty much the same. Um, it's really, I mean, I didn't believe it, but a lot of it is in your tires. Mm -hmm. So, and, and well, I mean, you say that right there and Brooks has a question for you and he's asking if you guys actually do you prep the tires. Uh, Tim Brooks, he can deal with me. I can't share all my secrets with everybody. <laughs> good man, good man. 
Uh, I forgot what I was going to say now. Never mind. <laughs> so, I, I mean, what, as far as, like, when he's saying prepping, are you, is it what you're talking about, grooving, and well, that, is that and, little uh, mojo, stuff mojo, like that? stuff like that. I mean, now, I, I'll, I'll divulge a little secret back when I raced. You know, we weren't allowed to run tire treatment. But, uh, you know, if you take the valve stem out, get a syringe, shoot it down the valve stem, spin the tire around, kind of spreads it out in the tire, <laughs> let it soak a couple nights. <coughs> then once you get out on the track and the tires get hot, that stuff will start seeping through and evaporating through the tire and get you a little extra traction. <laughs> but they couldn't catch it on a sniffer? Nope. So, I mean, is that something that you – are you guys allowed to uh, uh, run any tire treatment, anything like that? Yeah, that's pretty much yeah. A lot of guys they'll um they have different types of prep, like a base, aggressive, a bite. Um, you know, just different types for the different um conditions of the tracks, different tracks that you run, different surfaces. Um, you're allowed to do stuff like that. Um, you know, we we cut our tires. I say, when I say cut, I mean you just want to like scuff them up, you know, open them back up and stuff like that. Um, you, you know, just little stuff like that is it goes a long way, really. So I know a big part of, of mine, because we can't touch tires. It's, no. You put that on there, no. and, and you can't touch them. So uh, a lot of ours is in the gearing. Is that kind of uh, the same thing, like a dustier track? You're going to have to set the gearing a little different than a, a real tacky track? You can touch your tires a little bit. You can take, like, a heat gun. Oh, right. Scuff them up, yes. And, and scrape all, like, right. the, the... But you can't treat them, is what... Nah, well... You can if you don't get caught. <laughs> but so, do you? It's only do you guys? If you get caught, do you guys mess with gearing at all there? Yeah, gearing plays a it plays a really big important role. It was um, it was a learning I know there towards the beginning, um, but once I kind of got it figured out, I pretty much stuck with the same thing all year. Didn't really change it. It worked there, you know, second race. So I pretty much kind of went with that. Now, what clutch are you guys running on those? Is it is the clutch doesn't come with the motor, correct? Yeah, it doesn't. And on that box stock, you just run just a, you know regular drum clutch. So I know I I use a, a stinger. Is that something uh, similar to like to a what Noram or right. a Bully? Yeah, I, think, uh, I believe what runs a stinger. Okay, so that that's pretty interesting. So a lot of it does kind of correlate to the the back end there. But I I just love that. Like you said, it's kind of uh, that really that entry level. I mean, people talk about that. Uh, it's a hillier drum is okay. what your dad's saying. He's giving us all your secrets out here in the comments. He's telling us what you're using for prep. He's telling us what you're doing. So, you uh, know, okay. no, I'm joking. Yeah, I'm joking. <laughs> Caleb's calling his dad right now. Like, Whoa. Easy, man. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I just uh, – I, I know how much uh, – you know that that matters at uh, especially being the road course. So it's it's pretty interesting to to see. So you, when you guys go out there, do you practice throughout the week before, or is it kind of like uh, they give you a, uh, a few minutes beforehand, and that's where you're going to take your practice, get your cart kind of tuned up for the race? Yeah, that's it. We get uh, we get a few minutes. I'll say maybe ten at the most of practice, and then you get the two laps for qualifying, and then just the twenty lap features. All you got. So if people want to get in or if they're they're interested, they want to maybe find out a little more information. I mean, obviously, you, you have your local tracks, but do you know of any place that they can go to kind of find um, where they could could get a little dirt track action yeah, in, in their local Facebook area? Yeah, is there a page or a website or anything they can go look at? 
Um, I don't really know, like, for a specific, like, a place to go for a lot of tracks. But really, honestly, man, Facebook. I just joined a bunch of Facebook groups, and that's honestly how I found out a bunch of the stuff, like where to go, um, all kind of parts, different websites to find stuff. You know, just that's pretty much it. You know, just social media was where I found a lot of the stuff. Nice. Absolutely awesome. Well, Caleb, thanks so much for coming on here, taking a little time up. Why don't you, uh, yeah, I mean, you got the mic right now. You want to give a shout out to anybody out there? Yeah, man. First of all, I just got to shout out to my dad. You know, like I said, without him, none of this would be possible. So, um, this really just isn't my championship. This is his too. If it wasn't for him, like I said, we wouldn't be here. Um, you got to thank all the sponsors. You know, you guys, Checkers and Wreckers, uh, Black and White Sports, my buddy Daniel uh, Miner and his dad Ken at Miner's Concrete, uh, my teammates on iRacing, Mud Duck Racing. Um, thank the guys, some guys that helped me out, John Henderson, Michael Brady, Braden Atkins, Charles Atkins, um, and just everybody that's been supporting me all this season. Um, it was nice to get the win. Absolutely. Caleb, it was awesome following you through there. Hopefully next year we can get out there and see some some fun and exciting action out there. But I, I know you guys have maybe talked about stepping up. Is there any uh uh any truth in the the myth there, the rumor? You guys might be looking at a, a bigger ride here next year. Uh, you know, we're th we're thinking on some things. We're nothing set in stone uh, just yet, but uh we're not uh we're not saying it's out of the works yet either. Absolutely. We look forward to following you there next year. We'll be on board with yes, you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My goodness, you got the hiccups. We'll be on board with you for sure, Caleb. Thanks. It's been an awesome season. Good job, buddy. I appreciate it, guys. appreciate it. Absolutely. Congrats again to you and Pops. Congrats, uh -huh. Mr. Ramsey. You deserve it. Caleb, you have a good one. See you, guys. Right, Later, take buddy. care. <laughs> gotta gotta give pops a round of applause oh, yeah. there too right on pops <laughs> congrats to you so yeah like i said we're definitely with you guys next year somehow somewhere we'll get there so we'd, i'd love to next year after hopefully they they open more things up and everything we uh i, I want to talk about caleb's dad's comment about heck helping people out and stuff like that right so i got another story about my dad we're down at Lightland, and uh, we're running for the championship, you know. So one of the guys I'm running against, and he was kind of new into Yamaha's, but he had been running Briggs, so he could drive, and he was a good driver. His name was Greg Peters. Uh, they were struggling, everything like that. So Dad goes over to the van, grabs one of my pipes, headers, all this stuff out of the van, goes over there, puts it on his cart, puts the right gearing on, sets his clutch up. Dude goes out and beats me. <laughs> nice <laughs> i could see that 100 percent. your dad's over there just tuning up yeah, his I'm car. Like, what are you doing hey dad, dad i need it. you know how to do it you know how to do, do it <laughs> get it done <laughs> i could see that that's good stuff but hey you know we we talked about that before with the hogue and different things like that with wcm uh, hold on. I, yeah so caleb's mom got on and said this is mom we love you and glad for bringing home the win that's awesome man absolutely so uh uh, it's it's like what we talked about with Hogue out there is is he's giving these guys these tips he's he's letting them know how to how to work on it how to how to tech it things like that that way they keep coming and in the racing keeps going on because if not if if Caleb's out there even though he won all eight races 
if they're not competing with them, those guys yeah. are going to start dropping off. Yeah. They're not going to keep coming back to that track. And, and you know, but that Hogue's just that way because I know when I ran carpet cars over at the fairgrounds, and I was, you know, I wasn't new. I'd been out for a long time. I was new to the cars they had then. And Hogue was one of the first people I started talking to in there, you know, and if I had a problem, be like, hey, man, you know, how do I get this? Like, well, here, let me see it. And he'd just take it over to his pit and start wrenching on everything. All right, here, right. Go, go try it. <laughs> Come back out and, like, oh, yeah, that's way better. Okay. <laughs> right. You know, he'd rebuild my shocks for me. I mean, that's just the way Hogue is. Well, and, and like, uh, that just goes because uh, it's no, no fun to go out there in Caleb's perspective either and just wax the field. Yeah. Cause, I, I mean, mean, I guess some guys think that's fun, but I would I would rather race for it. I'd rather get second four times and get it that close than take away. Maybe I'd like to take one dominating win, but to do to do it each and every week, it would kind of get old, especially going around a short track bowl ring like that. Uh, if like I said, you get into that traffic stuff oh, like yeah. that. And it it could become a headache. <laughs> so uh, I, I mean, I think that goes to speaking volume that they were able to do this all in their first year too. So yep. yeah, they were around the carding stuff like that. But that 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 just goes to tell you guys get out there, get out and race because there's people out there that will help you get faster. There's people out there that'll help you get set up. I mean, look at us, for example. I mean, your dad was helping us. You were helping us. Elliot Cox was helping us. I mean, that's what it's about, man. I mean, you know, because anybody starting out doesn't have all the knowledge. Right. So, no. I mean, you're, you're learning. So, you know, that's the, the only way you're going to keep the sport growing and keep it going is if, you know, the, the, the veterans and guys that have been doing it teach the guys coming into it. I mean, it, and here's my thing as far as teaching them too. You're out there on the track with me. I, I don't want you out there and something falling off and you know and that can cause a wreck with right. me or somebody else. <laughs> right. Or so yeah, it's it's all about sharing and and like Caleb said, you're not going to teach them all your little secrets. No, but you're going to get them out them in there. the ballpark. Hey, right, exactly. So <laughs> Diby TV says uh, you uh uh. <laughs> it, it, it gets old dominating so that's why he got into i racing he hasn't seen a win since right <laughs> right hey and speaking of uh racing i'm gonna start racing next year yes let's talk about that so you got a car sitting in the garage you're mm -hmm. ready to to get it out I, i'm ready to hear this yeah so uh we decided we're gonna start drag racing the camaro next year Dra okay dragon okay mm -hmm. I was hoping you were going to do a little oval action with the Camaro. No, no. It's, it's not built for that. <laughs> not yet. Not, not yet. We would have to rebuild the whole car to get it like that. So, like, IRP or? Uh... Um, we might go out and do some uh, stuff at IRP, but probably um, uh, Bunker Hill, Muncie, probably down in Brown County down there. Nice. Just, just do some bracket racing. Nice. That'll be awesome there. So that's that there again, something me and dad get to do. Right. Ex exactly. And, and I mean, you guys have the, the car sitting there. He's got the motor ready and I'm oh, pretty yeah. much, you're, you're just ready to, cause you got to put a seat in it, stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's ready to go. Oh, it already has the, the seat. And so I thought it was just ready to like drive on the road. Mm -mm. Okay. Okay. It's got a roll cage in it. It's I'm with got... you. I didn't realize that when you showed that to me that time, I thought that was like street. <laughs> oh no. Oh, there's, there's <laughs> <I gotcha. laughs> the the interior. There is none. There's two seats in it. Well, yeah, because you just like we just picked it up. Just you looked at it like that. So I didn't look. Yeah, look there's interior. there's two That's seats awesome. in it. And, uh, the driver's seats already got the five point harness in it. Nice and roll cage and 
That'll be go. cool. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be that'll be awesome there. So we'll have racing all across the board here. Yeah. I'll tell you what, <laughs> he's got me talked into it. I'll I'll scrounge up another five hundred and I'll, I'll get myself a dirt cart if the speedrome the 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 new dirt track they do karting out there. There's a good chance I'm gonna be working my little tail off down there too. <laughs> so hey, or you could always just switch from asphalt to dirt and put the Borelli on or the Borel on. No, nah, you, you'd have to probably you could that'd be like a good trade for a dirt cart or something. Yeah, see, I just I don't know if I can give up. I like I like the asphalt. <clears throat> it's fun. But the oval, I just want to get on an oval. Like, I'd love to take the Braille on the speed drum, do a little uh, open-wheel uh, oval kart racing. US-41 in Lake Village is another... Uh, Where's that at? Up north. Okay. It's by them, I believe. That's way up north, isn't it? Not, I don't think it's too far. Because I, I know be uh, Bunker's up by Grissom Air Force Base. Okay, and I know my like where my cousin lives. She's got a drag uh, strip not too far from their old house. There, I mean, it was pretty much where you'd hear the cars when you were over at their house. That's up by uh, South Bend. So I don't know if it's if he's talking about that far up there. Um, so he said yes. Yeah, I think that would it'd be interesting. Karting's so much fun though. I mean, we talk about it. It's the backbone uh, oh, yeah. of racing. So, but I think that's going to be just. Really cool, excuse me, to get in uh, the Camaro. Well, yeah, plus I can still be fat and race. <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> so, I, I mean, with that, yeah, there's not, I mean, there is, you you will be uh, uh, weighed and everything, but at that point, you're still going to probably um, have to add weight to the. No, bracket you don't. Brackets pretty much just run what you brung, and you just try to run oh, okay. closest to your time without breaking out. I'm with you. There you go. Yeah, that would be pretty good. So with that, is it? Uh, um, so say, so say, I go up and I line up next to a guy. Maybe I run ten thirties. So I dial in like um. Say my car's made four passes in practice at ten thirty on the money. I'm gonna go up there and dial a ten twenty. A 1029. So I'm going to be one off. I'm not going to break out, but the guy next to me may run 1540s. Mm -hmm. So he's going to start way before I do. I got you. So I'm going to be sitting there waiting for the light to come down while this guy's going down the track. I got you. So then I got to cut as good as light as I can, run it out without breaking out and run try to run dead on my dial right so that's kind of the weight if you will advantage in, in or that it's more of a time time deal than it is a weight deal well like i said it's kind of run run what you brung so maybe but they try to stack them up to a certain no it, it, there's no stacking it's... so when you said that they fire off if you're there 15 seconds so they're firing off and so you're not going head to head no. Okay. Okay. No. I was thinking you're going down the track head no. to head like NHRA here. I'm with well, you. Well, I mean, if I was class racing, you would. But right, not what but, you're. But when you get into class racing, then you gotta, you got more rules involved because you gotta run this, 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 and this. Bra bracket racing is kind of like karting. Bracket racing is the backbone of drag racing. Most guys that are in drag racing, they started out bracket racing. So. Right. 
Yep, I can, I, that makes sense there. I, I see what you're saying. It, it just gives you a good uh, base to build upon. Yes. So what do you have, like, how many times can a, your motor do a pass on something like that? Because I know that's a hard on a, a motor. They're, they're rebuilding those motors in between. Well, when you're when you're running them that radical, you have to. I mean, we're right, not, not going to not... be running nitrous. Gotcha, right. We're, we're probably going to be running, we're not going to be running pump gas. We're going to run high-octane gas. Sure. Um, I, I'm hoping that we can get, you know, a full season out of the motor without having to tear I it down you. and rebuild it and nothing goes wrong. Right. Yeah, obviously you don't want anything to uh, throw a rod or anything like that. That would not be uh, would not be fun at all. So, uh, but uh, like you said, I mean, uh, you guys get, uh, get back into it. So when are you going to start... Uh, getting getting prepared and well right now we gotta um, come up with a truck and a trailer because neither one of us own a truck i was trying to think so no yeah yeah you used to <laughs> yeah i used to i used to have a, a silverado and a tahoe but uh, anyways so we gotta come up with a truck trailer because we can't be driving the car back and forth to the track so <laughs> i'm sure there's people that do that oh yeah oh yeah um so yeah, once we get that going on, and then probably have to go do some testing tunes and shake right. it down and make sure everything's good to go. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm 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 looking to get some racing going on again. Absolutely. And if that don't work out, I'll be in a dirt street stock over at the dirt track. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I, you know, I've seen some of those come up recently, and they're not too bad. Like, you know, two grand, three grand for a roller, and then obviously you got to. And speaking of the dirt track over there, you see Mr. Mojo put some uh, new pictures up because, you know, for his day job, he slings concrete. Right. He drives a cement truck. So they were over there laying the pads for the concession stands and all that stuff. Yeah, it looks nice. It's coming, it, together, it's coming together. Yeah, it's, it's coming together quick there. So I look forward to that. Like I said, hopefully. What is boring, John? Drag racing? <laughs> yeah, I think that's. <laughs> you're, you're out of your mind, dude. <laughs> what's, what's boring about running hammer down down the track going as fast as you can? <laughs> I think I, I think it's pretty fun. No, I'm with. You. I can see where, like, as a kid, like enjoying IndyCar racing, watching a drag race. I see. It's like, oh, no. I'm I good. mean, would, but, I, would, I, would I rather be making turns? Yes. But you know, am I happy to be in some kind of racing? Yes. I just like the in drag racing. I like the the more the back end. It's the the tuning the motor. The I mean, obviously, you as a driver, you can't miss a shift. You can't. You know, you got to hit your marks dead on. Because if not, that's your your apexes are your shifts. Granted, you know, and obviously I'm not shifting. And but, you got to be able to cut a light. Uh, right. Absolutely. That's, your reaction time the, is going to be yeah, dead it's on. It's going to be the biggest part of its reaction time. But uh, uh, if say I, you know, if I was shifting, if I miss a shift in a in a road course or in an oval race, even I can regain that. If you miss a shift in a drag race, you know, you've got 12 seconds down that line, and chances are. You're gonna lose out some of that time. You're gonna hit 13 now because you missed that shift, or mm -hmm. you you didn't get off that clutch fast or, enough, or you missed just, that shift, and there went your uh, your back end. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of things that could happen. You you know, your back end cuts around on you. Yeah. So, but you talk about uh, tire. You're talking about dirt tires. <laughs> I'm sure that's another thing. But obviously, you don't go up there and smoke them like they would in a. And, and the car, the Camaro, the guy that dad got it from, he's a drag racer, and he built the Camaro for his wife. So they were running out of IRP, and they had nitrous on the car. 
she takes off from the line running out and uh it pushed a head gasket out once the nitrous kicked in caught on fire and she hit the wall Ooh. so when we got it uh there was some fire damage underneath the engine compartment and one of the fenders was kind of banged up so you know we pulled the old fender off hung a new fender on it took the motor out stripped the whole engine compartment down repainted it all so the engine compartment looks brand new now put a new cow hood on it so yeah brooks asking 12 seconds are you running a prius no i'm running a jeep thank you very much (laughs) now the the camaro the camaro should run out about i'm gonna say 1030s 1050s in the quarter yeah see i could i could probably hit a 12 13 second in In the the jeep Got top in there. Wah! I can see it right now. Oh man. So we're getting off. I think it's the third week now for Slide Job Sunday and the Monsters of Dirt. Yes. It's Slide like- Job Sunday. I missed it last week. You did? Yeah. Well, I, didn't, I didn't get around. Me so I was doing something with Sean. So you 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 get this awesome looking paint in the cup car, but you're gonna run the 360s tonight possibly right possibly there's a good chance he's excited over here he's he gets all pumped up he comes in sunday and he first oh, of all 305s are outdoor tonight yeah that's that's my jam right there <laughs> right exactly knoxville's really my jam but i i can get down i ran some 305s at outdoor last night so then we got the bricks of pavement at nine so i'm yep. excited for that one there as well that should be a good one that's it running that chicago Going down to Chicago. That's at Chicago land? Yep. Oh, that's my jam. He's saying I might be running that. You got to show off that. Uh, it ain't that. done yet. Yeah, well, I, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what if I got any pull here. See if I got any pull, what I can do here. I've seen you watching the limited race Tuesday I was watching night. the limited race Tuesday night. Uh, and I was, I, I was actually practicing some uh, supers last night. I figure if I can drive a super, I can drive a pro in a limited right yeah hey it, it, it just takes time getting used to you got the the quick disconnects and stuff don't you so you you throw on your you never run the open wheel uh wheel on dirt do you no yeah that I, feels I, got, a little weird. I got my big wheel for dirt now right so I, i'm looking i really uh he says come raise dirt i uh i'm really thinking about uh saving up making the the run to Fanatec here i've been <laughs> sitting back and and hold now. I'm, I'm telling you, you'll love it, man. I mean, I, I <laughs> that F1 wheel just looks so nice. That was that was probably one of the best investments in sim racing that I've made so far as my Club Sport 2.5 and my V3s. Right. <laughs> now, there's nothing wrong with the G29, but man, no, there's. So I nice. mean, I, I get my ass kicked by kids in G29s daily. <laughs> right. Absolutely. But you know what? I I I'm comfortable with my setup and I like it. You know, I may run in the back, but I have fun. Right. And that's at the end of the day. I run in the back of Monsters of Dirt, but in the officials, I run up front. Well, hey, that's (laughs) that's all that matters. (laughs) You got to have fun. Got to have fun doing it there. So I'm trying to think. uh... It's like I was running with some guys last night and I hosted. It was uh, 305s. Where were we at? Uh, Knoxville, I believe. So and I seen, I was like, oh, 305s at Knoxville? Yeah, we'll get in on this one. Dude, I'm like uh, three quarters a lap ahead of everybody. There's only seven of us, though. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the guys gets on there, he's like, man, how are you so fast? 
I was like, because I run against all the guys in Monsters of Dirt. <laughs> He's like, what? I said, I run in the Monsters of Dirt League. I said, and I run in the back and their races. <laughs> right. He's like, you run in the back? I'm like, yeah. I was like, that's how the competition is. So, you know, if you if you want to get better in iRacing on dirt, Monsters of Dirt's where it's at, man. Right. I mean, that, the, the competition, like I said, I can go out and run good on officials. Come to Monsters of Dirt, eh, I'm back marker. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it's always fun to watch there. And Jay Weezy, see, I, I'm still running the G29 pedals, and I'm starting to feel where I could I could maybe – Especially in road racing, get just a little better with some some better pedals at least. There's nothing wrong with the wheel, but just that 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 Fan Attack F1 wheel is sexy. Well, <laughs> I, I, I will say it looks nice. And most people will tell you pedals. If you're gonna spend money, pedals is where you should start out. Right. At. And and I'm not saying the V3s are the best because I'd love to have a set of Huskenvelds, but I can't see spending twelve hundred bucks. <laughs> but uh, you know when you get a brake pedal that has a load cell on it. That's going to make all the difference in the world. Right. And then plus with the throttle pedal, like on mine, I run the damper dampener on the throttle pedal. It just, to me, it's more smooth and feels like a real throttle pedal. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's what Hayden had talked about that time we were talking to him. It's just so much more consistent with that. He says, if you have the brake set right on the G29 with the rubber stopper, they are great. It's not bad. No, I mean, it is. So uh, it's just I, I could see just more consistency, stuff like that. And like I said, that F1 one just looks so, so. Are you talking about the F1 limited edition one or the F1 esports like I have? The No, that limited edition. Yeah. It's like 800 bucks, though. Yeah, I'm good on that. Oh, man. I mean, it's sexy, don't be wrong, but I'm not. There's so many buttons on it, too. <laughs> I got a button box. <laughs> right, but there's so many. <laughs> I got a button box. <laughs> so, oh, that's good. Yeah, and, oh, exactly. That's exactly where I said it to you is where that, that uh, right there where it hits that rubber pad. So, and before I was smashing it in, I thought you were just supposed to hit the brake all the way to 100%. Like, I don't get how this does anything, but okay. So, but I, I finally got it right. And that's a big part of it, too, is making sure your settings are correct there. Because if your settings oh, yeah. aren't right, oh, then, yeah. then you're not going to be right. So let's uh, jump into some NASCAR for a little bit. I nailed that one last week. You did, you did. <laughs> and he came, he had some some trouble. Chase was was dealing through some wrecks, and he still pulls it out. What's that? Four out of the last five, or four straight? Yeah, four straight road course wins here for Chase Elliott. Um. So then was it? Was it yesterday? No, it was Friday, wasn't it? The truck race. Yeah, Deegan. Haley, dude. Got her first uh, truck race start, and she's confirmed now she's going to run full-time. And she's running full-time next year in that same truck. So I think that's a, a great start for her. I mean, we, we talked about her. Anybody that thinks Haley Deegan's not the real deal, you need to go study some videos. I, I, absolutely. I mean, she's, de she's definitely a, a solid driver, and she is just <laughs> – we get you guys to arm wrestle. <laughs> Me being like ten years younger, <laughs> I'll, I'll arm wrestle with you, Jay Weezy. <laughs> so, uh, um, but uh, what were we saying? Oh, uh, Haley. Yeah, I, I, I really think. I mean, she's she's taken to this very strong. Did she have the years she wanted to in ARCA? No, but I mean, at at the end of the day, it's a learning experience. She's stepping in. 
to uh, uh, where she wants to, to to be, and I really think that she's gonna she's gonna end up uh, a solid driver here. I do too. I I think you know, and I'm not gonna say it because I I hate to hear people say, oh, you know, as a female driver, I'm not gonna put you know female or anything. She's she's a racer. She's a driver. I, I think. We're going to see great things come from Haley Deegan. I mean, first truck race, you get a top 10. 16th is what Jared says she Oh, finished. did she get a 16th? Yeah, I see, know I she was she running was top riding, 10 yeah. when I was watching. But even still, 16th, your first race, hell yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. that's and It goes to show you that you can step in something and you can adapt to it. And I mean that going forward in a full time ride next year, it's it's just going to. And benefit you. this was her first experience at pit stops because in ARCA they don't do pit stops. They don't still. Well, not you could come in the pits, but you don't do it like how truck and Xfinity. Where you're and, banging it in and right. out. Right. Okay. So yeah, I mean definitely uh, a good ride there to see her. I I think uh, going forward she she remains to be a, a solid force to be reckoned with. And was it the Xfinity race then? The Alfredo, yeah, ends up on his lid. Well, there was calamity right off the giddy up when he took a. It was on one of the restarts, Ross Chastain. So you got Gregson, Cindric on the restart. They get rolling. Chastain comes from the second or third row, swings it down, shoots right in the middle. Of both these guys gets out there. Well, then it, it looked to me like Gregson kind of come up a little bit, clipped Cendric. Cendric and Gregson got into it, and that was their day because Gregson ended up was out of the race, and Cendric was like 21 laps down. But who comes to the lead? Chase Briscoe. Right. That that dude's that dude's fast. So I, I think, uh, you know, that's what uh, Cracky had asked a little bit ago, who ends up in that 14 machine. and I think it's going to be Briscoe. Yep, I, I, I agree. I, really I think it's hard to say that he's not going to get that ride and that uh, Stewart's not going to take the chance on him. It, it would be crazy to think at this point that, that he wouldn't. Um, uh, he, I mean, I mean, you have to start looking at the future of that team. Okay, so Boyer's gone now. Amarola's never, you know, he, he he has runs where he looks like he's, you know, really coming into that turnaround and being that driver that everybody expecting him to be, but he, he's not. Um, I think he brings money with him is why he keeps a ride. Uh, you know, Harvick's not going to be around much longer. He's getting up there in years now. You, you did pick up Cole Custer. So then you get Cole Custer. Now, if you sign Briscoe, you got two younger guys right there. Um, I think Haley Deegan will take Harvick's ride when he finally steps away. I think that's the plan. So, you know, that's probably going to be two, three years before Harvick hangs it up, and I think Haley will be in that car. Uh, So that leaves, you know, the Amarola ride, whoever takes that. But yeah, I think if, if if they let Briscoe go, they're dropping the ball on that one because somebody's going to get him and somebody's going to get a hell of a driver. Oh yeah, I would agree with you there. But I guess until Kyle Larson signed, everybody's going to speculate those two teams right there. So it's hard to say that that fourteen ride 
still isn't up for Larson, but I mean, it's it'll be interesting. I I, I think everything's pointing towards Hendrick at this point. So, uh, like I said, it'll it'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm excited to see it. So, I, I like I said, I, I think. And speaking of Larson, he did put in his intent to be reinstated in a exactly. NASCAR. So he he will be he will be reinstated, and I I. I wholeheartedly believe he's going to be at Hendrick in that 48 car. Uh, well, not the for the 88. The 88. Or if the 5, whatever what, they Whatever. Would, yeah. He's going so, to be in one of the Hendrick cars. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. I think that at the end of the day, that is the uh, uh, where, where it does end up. But, you know, I, I think, too, uh, you know, that's a slap to Ganassi because Chevy was the first person to say, Larson, you're gone. Mm-hmm. And now they're picking him up and saying, Hendrick, you can have him. So, you know, it's like, okay, I, I guess I get it. But if you're going to be the first to kick him out, then have Ford pick him up. Just why are you going to pick him back up? And it's not to say that Ford's not going to pick him up. Well, we, right, we, we right. don't know. We're just speculating at this point. But, you know, I, I know that Hendrick has stated that he would like to have Larson. And usually Big Daddy Hendrick gets what he wants. Right. I'm not arguing. And he's it's got just, a lot of pull with Chevy. That's the, It's just that double standard from Chevy at the end of the day. And you're exactly right. Money talks and BS walks. So. Yep. That's that's what it all boils down to. So, yeah, I've been trying to think anything else. Um, so, you know, we, we didn't really discuss it when I had my hoodie on earlier. Uh, Lucas Oil Dirt Late Model Series. J.O. Jimmy Owens. The Newport Nightmare. Wrapped it up last night. He is officially the champion of the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. And then congratulations, B. Shep walks away with B. Shep a fat stack, a hundred grand. That's a uh, World of Outlaws. Yeah. So uh, which they'll be at Kokomo this Friday. Yeah, October twenty third. There. So um, you talk about uh, uh, I mean Larson, where he's at. Uh, I read that Brandon Shepard, he's he's reeling in just over 600000 this year um, alone. So that goes to show you, I mean, Shepard's got it. and the, Larson didn't even make this. They had to make a, I think they made a provisional for him to enter into the race there. So kind of a uh, uh, interesting uh, deal there. But, uh, you know, uh, at the end of the day, Shepard comes out and he, he has a great run. And just really puts it out there. Oh yeah, Shepard's Shepard's definitely fast, man. I mean, when it comes to the late model series, you know, any, anytime Shepard's on the track, you, you almost kind of have to pick him as the winner. And I think he went out there yesterday with a little something to prove because you see uh, everybody talking about Larson. Everybody, the the hype is on Larson. Well, at the end of the day, this is Shepard's. This is his turf. It's not Larson's. So he, he wanted to go out there and, and really put on a show. Okay, now here's a question I have for everybody out there. Who who do you think or which do you think is the better Dirt Late Model Series, Lucas Oil or World of Outlaws? Because World of Outlaws, you got Shepard, you got Bloomquist. Um, I, like I said, I'm still new to all the Dirt guys, so I can't think of all their names. Lucas Oil, you got Jimmy Owens. You got Davenport. McCready. McCready. Uh, Moy the Moyers. So, which which, which is the better series? <clears throat> Jared says Lucas Oil. I that, I think Lucas Oil is. I mean, that's that's my honest opinion. So, uh, and, and that's another thing right there. I mean, I wish 
you know, there. I think dirt racing. We talk about this when we when we discuss dirt racing, but I really feel like again that kind of hurts them. Why not just put these together? Stop having this WWF WCW match and get it done. Just put these drivers together, and, and number one, your pay is going to go up. Your sponsorship should go up. I mean, it, it should benefit. But it seems like you got two solid series here that somebody's collected money on both of them. Yeah, the general consensus seems to be Lucas Oil Series is the better late model series. And like I said, I have to agree. Um, and, and not knocking the World Outlaws guys, you know, the, you know Shepard. I mean, he's well, a Shepherd badass will driver. go out and run with the guys at Lucas Oil. Yeah. I, you know, and, and going back to that, they could do like um, how ARCA does or the K&N series. You could do the K&N East series and the K&N West series. So, you know, you take all these drivers that live more west and all the drivers that live south and east or let them pick whatever series they want to run but you know you have certain races where they all meet up together i i want to see them all get together and run right no i i think that would uh uh just bring more like i said attendance more money to the series and uh, just overall it'd, it'd be a good good solid that run. or if somebody had the money you throw up a a five hundred thousand dollar to win dirt late model race tell all the badasses to be there oh yeah i mean did you see the the line to the entry list yesterday people mm -hmm. were posting i mean that, that was that was a big show so uh yeah I, I think you know if if they were able to really pull it together like that 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 would be one of the the better events i mean you're gonna have more people watch that than would watch the daytona 500 they put it five hundred thousand to win at brownstown bring it <laughs> I I mean, why not? I, I don't see at the end of the day, especially right now with the momentum that dirt racing has, something like that could or, happen. Or here, see, I need to be a race promoter. <laughs> when the new track over here opens up, what a better way for the, fir the first big race to have over there. Put it over there, 500 grand to win, dirt late models. Bring the best. <laughs> It'd be nice. <laughs> Just got to find the money to, to fund it. I'm sure for something like that, the money could be raised. I would I would think so, but so I think that just about does it for today. You got anything the else? The dream in the World 100 is the best of both worlds every year. Okay. See, I'm still learning my dirt racing. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you there. We're, we're both kind of newbies to the dirt side. That's what I, I do like about flow, though, is if you if you have flow racing. See, I don't. Any day you can hop on, there's dirt racing. And that's what I do What's like about dirt racing. What's it cost for flow a year? Like 150 Woo! It's not terrible. When you look it's at it, It's not good. Your value, you've got racing every day on that channel. Dude, I pay like Live 30. Live racing every day. I pay like 30 more bucks for my cable bill. A month. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Break one fifty. That's less. Than, it's like twelve bucks a month. Okay. You pay more for Netflix that you probably watch one movie off of. You're saving Netflix for the man or Disney for the Mandalorian. You ain't watched Disney in three months. No, I, I watched. <laughs> I did a Star Wars marathon a couple okay, weeks ago. Okay, see, fair enough. So <laughs> get his feel of Star Wars. <laughs> it's it's Star Wars, dude. You got to break it down though. But that's the bad thing. I I, I think that's the. The one thing you'll hear about people in flow racing is people don't like uh, uh, spending the, they'd rather pay for it monthly than yearly. But at the end of the day, I, I think you break it down and it, it's a great, Jason says it to you. I mean, just I think fantastic. somebody should just let me use their code. <laughs> right. They're on that. They're on that. Are they? Oh, yeah. 
So, uh, but yeah, it, it's worth every penny there. You just get so much uh, action there. So, and I'm not sponsored by Flow. I wish I was, but right. <laughs> hey, speaking of sponsors, gotta give a big shout out to Oralex Acoustics, Absolutely Grunt Works Custom Woodworks, a Bruzy Racing Wear. You want to hear a funny story about let's, that? Let's hear it. <laughs> so we go to the Boo at the Zoo this uh, this week, and the kids dress up. Obviously, I'm gonna dress up. I'm not going to give away my, my costume for Halloween just yet to everybody. So I go, I strap on my bruisey racewear. Nice. I go to the, the zoo as a race car driver. It's the first time I've, I've been a race car driver. Usually I'm just a, a driver. <laughs> the, the guy, like a taxi driver in the back. Okay. <laughs> but okay. I got to act like a real race driver. Okay. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of cool. It was chilly enough, too, that the suit was, like, just perfect. And who else do we got to give shout-outs to? We got uh, Sean Nugent, the rock star realtor, over at Talk to Tucker. We got John Wayne Buzzer over at First Financial Bank. What a pairing there. You want to buy a house? Well, you need some money to do it. Talk to Sean for the house. Talk to John for the, the He's mortgage. got money to give away. <laughs> he does. He's, he wants to throw it at you. He does. And is always driving for this Alexia out there. Being a, a huge help to them. Guys, any money that is uh, taken from them goes to uh, give a scholarship to teachers to learn, be trained on how to uh, teach people with dyslexia. So something that's not the uh, the most common deal in the world. So uh, a good foundation there. So if you ever want to donate there, just driving for dyslexia, there's uh, we usually have a, uh, a post usually once a week. I'll link that button mm -hmm. to it so you can just donate there. If you ever see that, guys, I'm not begging you for it, but it's awesome if you got an extra couple bucks in the pocket you want to get rid of to a good cause. What better cause than driving for dyslexia there? And I think it's time for... Oh, hold on. Before we do that, oh yeah, we, we forgot to discuss one thing. Uh-oh, yeah. F1. Mm -hmm. Red Bull has announced... Oh yeah, they're gonna take over the the Honda plant yep. here. They're gonna. We talked about it a little bit last week, but it's <coughs> yep. it, it is official now. Yeah, they're gonna uh, take over. I, oh, I think they have to get the votes from the the F one committees and stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, the ball's rolling. Their plan is to take over in for the first time in F one history for Red Bull manufacture their own engine. Yep. So I think that's pretty. It awesome. makes sense. I think it makes them more competitive right away. No. Because uh, it's going to be a lot of learning on, but, on taking this over. They're going to bring people in from Honda. Yes, They're going to hire these say. people. They, they have some things already in the works. Right. But the, the big thing to this is what I was seeing is, so say even they were, were given uh, Mercedes engines. And say they made that deal work. Well, Mercedes engines builds their engines to Mercedes chassis. And when those are given to people like McLaren to uh williams stuff like that these these manufacturers of the the chassis then have to adjust these engines they have to adjust these chassis to work for them and uh, i mean my personal opinion is that mercedes engines working so are you going to adjust that engine i'd rather not touch it I'd rather not mess no, with you're it. No, you're going to design your in. You're going to design your chassis around that engine package. So, but you're a year behind at that point right. every time because right. of that they're not giving you information on their engine. They're going to give it to you when they have to give it to you, and it, it's going to be what it is. It's not going to come with uh, a how-to manual, if you will. So, 
I think that's where, and I never really saw it like that, but I think that's where, you know, we, we look at uh, Williams and we say, man, they're they're powered by Mercedes, but why are they back there? Haas, they're powered by Ferrari last year. <clears throat> Excuse me, why are they back there? Because their chassis are junk. It, it, exactly. It's, it's more so that that, or it, it, maybe not junk, but it's not a good mix for that engine there. So uh, a pretty interesting combination there. I'm uh, um, interested to see oh. how that works out as well. Yes. But, you know, hey, it, it's not bringing a new engine manufacturer into F1, technically. No, no. But it, they're, but they're taking the ball. You're and... still keeping a, another engine in F1. Right. So I, I do, and this is already a team that's been there together. So uh, Honda and, and uh, Red Bull, they're already progressing here. But I, I do think at the end of the day, it does take maybe another year. But that's a year that they don't have. Right. Because at the end of the day, they want to keep Max. And, and man, they're flirting with it right now. They're flirting with it. I, I think they'll be all right. I, I think. We'll see. Is Red Bull's guess, definitely the, the oh, if anybody was going to do it, Red Bull's the the best choice. You're gonna hand out some cash to make sure it's yeah. right. I, I I would think so at the end of the day. So, and Jarrett just said, if you're a Dirt on Dirt subscriber, you get Flow Racing as well because Dirt on Dirt purchased Flow Racing same, this year. Same with the opposite. So I got Dirt on Dirt material when they did that with uh, Flow. So yeah, it's it's a solid uh, uh, subscription. There it really is. All right, so. What's it time for, Tommy Boy? It's time for the checkers and wreckers picks of the week. And you know how it goes by Woo! now. We take the, we'll go over a, a race. Today is going to be the NASCAR race. Where are they at? And, Kansas? Is it? Yes, Kansas. And, We're not uh, in Kansas anymore, Toto. We'll see uh, who we think is going to take over the checkers. Maybe not necessarily win, but do a really good job. Uh, the record, not again, not somebody that's going to wreck, but not finish as, as well as they should. And then a dark horse, somebody that's not having the season or uh, not collecting the wins, uh, somebody in a smaller team, something like that, that we think is going to so finish uh, pretty solid here don't today. Don't ever pick Matty D. <laughs> yeah, where did he finish last week? I don't remember. <laughs> I'll have to look that one up because uh, – Pretty interested to see that. But, uh, yes, like, give me one second here, uh, and we'll get it going here for the picks of the week here. Denny Hamlin is the uh, defending champion here. I'll start off with my checkers. And whew, I'm going to say riding off some momentum of uh, just a, a contract extension, everything like that, Hendrick having that uh, uh, win last week. Granted, it wasn't him, but uh, I'm going to go with the 88 of Bowman. Okay. Okay. I'm going to pick uh, MTJ. All right. Martin Truex Jr. Starting in fifth place. Not a bad area there to uh, to get going. And, and he's one of those guys. He's right on that that uh, that line. So uh, we'll, we'll see if he's able to uh, collect that today and move on. We go to a wrecker. And, man, he started off really solid this year. And I think he's fallen off a little bit, kind of uh, having a rough ending of the season. I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney. Don't think uh I mean he's starting within the top ten today. I don't think he finishes there. Uh and for my record, I'm gonna pick your checker, Alex Bowman. All righty. So then we go to the dark horse here. And starting in thirteenth place, the top starting rookie today. I'm gonna go with Colonel Custer in Kansas. 
with the Dark Horse flag. Okay. Um, I'm going to take uh, Dark Horse, Dark Horse. Star. I'm going to go with um, Chris Busher. Going with Busher starting 21st there. So solid little lineup we got cooking out here. Here, real quick, I want to see where Matty You D too, Jarrett. Finish at the Roval. Where was he? Roval. Where was he? Yeah, he didn't. 22nd. See? <laughs> don't, don't ever pick Matty D. <laughs> didn't do too hot. Well, that's all we got for you guys. Thanks for tuning in today to Checkers and Wreckers. You guys are the best out there. And real fast, you know what Thursday is? Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Is that your birthday? It is my birthday. It is. And you know what I would like to have for my birthday? Uh-oh. 10,000 followers. That would be pretty cool. We're, we're close. <laughs> we're we're so only like close. 100 and some away. <clears throat> so if y'all could do us a favor, share the heck out of the Checkers and Wreckers page. Get all your friends, relatives, everybody to give us a follow and a like. That would be the ultimate birthday present for me. Absolutely. And a birthday shout out to the one who yes. celebrated, what was it, 40, 41? Uh, 49 yesterday. Forty. Yeah. Wow. 49 yesterday. So happy birthday to the one over at www.bwsports1.com. You got that right. That is one as the numeral. You guys are the best. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Peace.